Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our walk with Christ. I always say, faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So, Yemi, what are we diving into today? Well, we are giving everyone a season pass to miracles where we closely examine the miracles performed by Jesus Christ and we apply those miracles to our daily life. Today, we will be covering the miracle where Jesus healed a paralytic, paralytic man who was lowered from the roof. Now, this miracle is covered in uh, the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but we will be reading from the book of Mark, chapter 2, verse 12. I will be reading from the English Standard Version, but you can read from whatever version you like. And when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home and many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. And when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven. Now some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts, Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? And immediately Jesus perceiving in his spirit that, that they thus questioned within themselves said to them, why do you question these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the son of man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all so that they were all amazed and glorified God saying, we never saw anything like this. Amen. Amen. Yeah, this is, <laughs> it's a little bit like a little bit of a crazy situation yes. happening here. Yes. Yeah, you have, you know, everyone was hearing about Jesus. Mm -hmm. um, some people were coming for the, the teachings. Some people were coming for the healings, mm -hmm. but they all heard about him, yes. right? And they were crowding, crowding. There was no more room for any mm -hmm. of them. Mm -hmm. And so his friends, right? The, the, the gospel tells us that it was his friends that carried him. They, you know, they were persistent and they were creative. They climbed up to the roof and created an opening so they can lower him before Jesus for that healing. I mean, they were really, Going out really, their way. yeah, they were really persistent and they were determined for their friend yeah. to have this healing. And so there's like two parts to this, uh, um, this miracle that we see performed. One, Jesus first says, son, your sins are forgiven, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he doesn't offer the healing first. He right. offers forgiveness first. And this brings uh, the challenge, the mm -hmm. opposition into the room that are, are questioning like, how dare you? Who yeah, are you? Who right. are you? Who's right. this man? You know, only God can forgive sins. You can't right. forgive sins. But he's 
professing his authority and he's doing it in such a clever way. You know, I, I think he's JC is a man, right? <laughs> he like he, he's sarcastic. Right. He's funny. He's witty. He's, yes. Yeah. He, he gets, he gets at you in a way that you, uh, you can't come back. You can't come back right. in any situation. Right. And he like, and he relates to the people, right? He's the man of the people. Mm -hmm. He's the son of man. Mm -hmm. And he's, and he's talking to them and he first gives, he gives the, he, Ask, um, he tells the man that his sins are forgiven, Correct. right? Right. And now this power and authority is kind of invisible, right? Mm. He says it with his words, but how do you know it happens? But he's saying, you know what? To give you proof that I am who I say I am, that I have the authority that God gave to me, get up and walk. And the man gets up and walks. Yes. So he show he he forgives and backs up his authority right. with the healing. Right. I mean, this is a miracle on top so of a miracle. So two things yeah. almost, right? Mm -hmm. um, I, I love the fact that you said that he he forgives him and he also tells him he is healed because I think that by saying, it, it's almost like his paralytic condition might've been attributed to his sins. That's almost it because it's not that Jesus just went out and healed him. He said, your sins are forgiven. So it's like, him doing two things in one. It's saying, I forgive you, your, your sins are forgiven, your burden has been lifted, and now you can walk because now those burdens have been lifted. Now your sins are lifted and now you can actually be able to walk. So it almost seems metaphorically that he was burdened by this paralysis of both his sins and his physical condition. And Jesus is like, you know, you say no more, you need no more, now you are forgiven and now you just walk and you literally just rise. And this was blasphemous to the Pharisees because for them, they saw it as how dare you, who are you to, to forgive sins? You are not God, you know? And I think this is where the, both the trouble and even more miracles seem to come into fruition because people are actually now witnessing so much at this point. Right. I mean, Jesus is on a mission, yes. right? He is on a mission to tell you that the kingdom of God is at hand. And what is that kingdom? the things that he's preaching, what he's showing you. And he's when he says it's at hand, he's like, it's here, it's right. me, look, look, look. I'm look. Right. Do you not see? Right. And it's, you know, bringing that forgiveness in, like you said, that metaphor of his paralysis, mm -hmm. right? Sometimes we can be so burdened by sin that it kind of weighs us, weighs us down. Right. It keeps us frozen. It keeps us in stasis right. because all of our, all we do in our head is this mental gymnastics. Mm -hmm. We're replaying our sins. We're talking about what we should have, could have, would have done. We, you know, we're, we're burdened by the things that, you know, we fail to do like all of that, like all my, all the bad things that are happening to me is because I did this, right? Like we attribute everything to our sin. Our sins weigh us down more than probably like the physical ailments, right? Because we're, you know, they could be completely unrelated, right? The power um, paralysis could mm -hmm. have nothing to do with his sin. Correct. But the metaphor that you brought up of being burdened, mm -hmm. of being shuttered, mm -hmm. you know, Jesus reaches out to that. Right. He says right. your sins are forgiven, forgiven because right. he carries our burden. Yes. He lifts our he burden. Lifts That's it. what he was called mm -hmm. to do. Mm -hmm. He was called to be the son of man to forgive our sins, mm -hmm. to give us redemption. So that's what he does first. Remember how we kept talking about these miracles, like everyone's hearing about the miracles and they were pressing for it, coming for it. You don't know if they were coming to hear the man speak or just coming for the miracle, right? right? But his purpose was to talk about salvation, right. to give people freedom, to give people hope, to give people eternal life. Right. 
But because he's compassionate and loving, he's not going to hesitate to heal. Right. The many instances when there were so many, too many around, he touched every single one. He heals every single one. I'm talking about he's not going to sleep because he's making sure everyone in the room has gotten their miracle. Right. Even if they weren't having the revelation that he came for, he was still going to heal. So in this instance, he doesn't do the healing first. He does the the forgiveness first. He's showing that this is my authority. This is what I'm here to do. This is my calling. Yeah. And because you don't believe me, I'll show show you. you, Right. Get up and walk. Get up and walk. Imagine being freed of your burdens. He's, you know, like this man was physically paralyzed, but some of us are mentally, Mentally. spiritually, and emotionally paralyzed. And Jesus is saying, get up and walk. You know, T.D. Jakes has a sermon like, go wash your face or something like that. And he talks about Elijah Mm -hmm. and how Elijah was like pressed from all sides and like scared. And, and, you know, when, uh, uh, um, I don't know which, which queen was the queen. Jezebel was chasing mm-hmm. after him, mm-hmm. right? Wanted to kill him. He was he was on the run and you know he was you know complaining and grumbling and crying in fear and like why is this me? Just let me die. And God is like, <laughs> go eat, get up, wash your face. He's saying all these things because you're renewed, you're restored. I got you. That's what Jesus is essentially saying. Like there's so many parallels between the Old Testament and the the new new. Mm -hmm. that that you can draw upon it. This like get up and walk Mm -hmm. means that you are free. Mm -hmm. You know, like imagine being free of the burdens that you've held. Imagine being free of that hurt and that pain. Like all these things of the world, we're focused on them because they're so real and tangible at the moment but sometimes we focus on them too much right. sometimes we focus on them on too long but jesus is saying get up and walk right right it means you can walk away you can turn your back right. you are free you are unburdened i i think this is amazing i think it's amazing you know um uh, a couple of readings that come to support this this miracle um are both in matthew 1 verse 18 and also in luke 1 verse 35 where Jesus, um, he actually is saying that he is both the son of man and the son of God. So because of that, he does have the authority, you know, to forgive this man of his sin, you know, because they hear these people or the Pharisees and all of these religious authorities feel that, you know, they have to follow this Abrahamic or, or laws, you know, in a sense that by tradition, you know, everything is about tradition and how dare you and how dare you parallel yourself with God, you know, but he's saying, I am the Messiah. I am here. God, I am both a son of man and a son of God, you know, and it's like they, he had to also show them. So not only he had the authority, he also said, you know what, although I'm not here to do these miracles, I'm going to show you that my father, you know, has empowered me to be able to perform these miracles. And I think that is just something that he had to do to get the people who were the, the opposition, I would say, to not necessarily be on his side, his but ops. to shut them up, right? His <laughs> ops, exactly. His ops to, 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 to be quiet because at that point, what can they do? They either gotta be with it or they gotta be gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, unfortunately, they had nothing to say and they, and they left conspiring yeah. at this point. And that's what's uh, uh, unfortunate, but this is the, and this is the reason why Jesus did not want people to go around talking, even though news was spreading like wildfire. He just wanted the acts to be done. Now, one thing about this 
miracle that really got me is the friends, that friendship, that bond, that those friends had to remove a roof to get their friend because they believe so much in the power of this Messiah and what he had to do. You know, hearing all of the the testimonies from people with news traveling like wildfire, they did everything that they needed to do to make sure their friend was healed. I think that in itself is almost like going out to make disciples because yeah. that's a discipleship, that's a partnership, that's and that make shows hope in humanity. It doesn't make us give up hope in humanity. And that's what I like about this miracle. I love that you brought up the friendship yeah. because that is definitely a key part of this. It's the fact that this, these, they weren't coming from themselves. They were selfless, yeah. right? They had to be determined on behalf of their friend. They had to be creative on behalf of their friend. Imagine the people who show up for you in your life. Mm -hmm. Do you actually think they're God sent? Like, do you actually thank God for them? Do you tell them how much you appreciate them? Because there are people in this world who will go above and beyond for you. Mm -hmm. There are people who are determined and creative, right? I have a friend right now who like, I feel like I'm struggling and you know, she calls me and she's like, I'm gonna do all this research for you to get the tools you need to help you get unstuck. Mm. Like, why is she taking out her time to right. do this for me? Right. <laughs> you know? Who am I? Who right. am I, right? right? Like, she's taking out her I time to make sure that I'm unstuck. She's right. being creative. She's being resourceful. Mm. She's using the tools and her knowledge to help me. You know, sometimes, you know, you, you think you're, you thank your friend, you thank your friend, but you thank God too. Mm. Thank God for putting these people in your lives. Yes. This is what kingdom uh, minded and oriented uh, lifestyle is, yes. right? It's having that support system, having that network where people are being determined on your behalf, mm -hmm. being creative. When you can't go anymore, when you can't stand and walk, somebody's going to do the walking for you. Right. Somebody's going to drag you. Someone's going to pull you across that line. We all need more of that. And sometimes we can do that for another person. So, so I love that you brought up this That's friendship great. point. But I want to go back to something really important that you said, mm -hmm. uh, also about uh, um, the Pharisees and their their authority, um, Jesus and his authority. Right. Because while you were talking, you know, I, I thought about it. I feel like <laughs> I feel like sometimes when we talk, like I get this revelation, mm -hmm. and I'm like, man, a Holy Spirit activate. And you know, it just brought to mind that Jesus was giving them a revelation verbally. Right. He was saying, "I am the Son of Man. I am. I am he the was. Messiah." He's yes. telling them, and they couldn't accept it. Imagine, you know, you having, you being faced with the truth and you can't see it. Right. And so, you know, what J Jesus's authority challenged their authority. That's what they took it. They took, right. they were his ops because they saw him as their ops. Their ops, right. <laughs> right. They were holding on to, like you said, the tradition laws. And this is not like written laws. Some of this was written, some of this yeah, was oral, oral. and it was right. passed down. And so they were holding on to like these traditions that gave them power and authority. You know, only a few select had had, had this inside knowledge. Right. And so they, they lauded it over other people's head. Like, I know this has been told to me by my father's 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 father. We, we're the knowledge keepers. Right. And they kept it for themselves, but they asserted judgment on people based off of this. They told people what to do, what was right, what was wrong. And, and some of this wasn't even written. And, and, and Jesus is challenging that for them. And so that's why they had to conspire because Jesus' presence meant that their, whatever they were doing, 
bringing their interpretation of the world word mm -hmm. and and putting passing judgment on people right. it couldn't stand in the kingdom of god no. and and it reminds me of of like how pastors or, or any preachers or any anyone who interprets the bible stands up and will make a revelation and will say something as if it's fact and it may not be of the word it may not mm. be rooted in the word and i think you know this is why philia and i think it's so important to read the word mm -hmm. and have books that support the word right, like we're right. very actually very careful about the books that we choose we Correct. go through a number, a number of, of books yes. before we select the book that we're going to choose right because we want bible-based books we want to make sure that we're staying rooted in the word right. and not just making up things as right. we go along right you know and there is a lot of revelation that can come from um from people right mm -hmm. like god can reveal different things to us but it's important for us to make sure that that's rooted in the word especially if we're going to repeat it mm -hmm. and we're going to you know say because this is what these pharisees were guilty of they right. were holding on to these traditions and these oral traditions and how many people know like the game of telephone it changes over oh, time, time right? right and then i think about the sayings that people say that are not in the bible <laughs> but people kind of align with the bible like right. god, god helps those who help themselves i heard that so much time that and i'm like and listen, I'm helping myself and I'm not getting the help. And right. then there's times where I don't do anything and God shows up. All the time. So God shows up whether you're going to help yourself or not. Mm -hmm. But, you know, helping yourself does move the process along. It of does. course. Right. It doesn't mean that God can't be in your situation right. if you do or do not help yourself. Right. And it's just that people put these uh, interpretations and spins on the Bible and it gets passed down as if it's truth. And it's not. And maybe some things are like these generalizations right. and these culminations <laughs> of scripture that we string together, but it's very important to stay in the word. Very, very, very important. Wow. wow. It's interesting that these Pharisees um, says um, they came to derail, you know, Jesus's mission. They were, they were so on it. But what they didn't realize is that you mess with God, you mess with all of God's people. <laughs> it's like, you mess with me, you got to mess with my big man, you know? And it's almost like, Jesus, it, it it's almost like this is the first time he was really, really, really being challenged, you, mm -hmm. you know? Because even though they were still small talks, these people were very, very, very adamant in the way they had to go about it because they did not understand what was happening, what was going on. So I really love the fact that you know, Jesus did these things and he wasn't a show off. He just wanted to say, hey, you know, I am who I am and, and that's it. And you can't take away and you can't take away from that. You can't shame that. And all of the people who followed him believed in that. And I think that faith was really, really strong. And this is the reason why I think that a miracle as this and all of the ones that he's performed is so essential in understanding who and what his purpose was. Yeah. 100% agree that this is who he is and this was his purpose. And I, and I think us diving into the miracles, it's not just about us trying to figure out how we can get the miracles. Cause I know that's how we, 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 we phrase we, that in <laughs> the beginning, but you know, we're learning as we're going along and, and right? yeah, that's what we were, we're really trying to show is how to access these miracles. Right? Yeah. And and what we're learning as we're going along is we're learning who Jesus is, mm -hmm. why he was sent, and what his purpose is, and what does that mean for our life? Right. Because in this miracle, mm -hmm. right, we see, you know, different aspects, right? We see the, the determination, the creativity, the friendships, the opposition, the forgiveness, the healing. And right. sometimes when we are, are asking for miracles, whether it's for ourselves, 
or for someone else. Mm -hmm. Maybe we go in a little bit differently. Maybe we think about the fact that Jesus forgives. Hmm. Maybe we think about unburdening ourselves mm-hmm. from, you know, the torments and the traps that we, we we live in mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Maybe we ask for forgiveness first before we ask for the healing. Right. It's not that he will withhold because God doesn't withhold anything good. Right. right. He's a good God. That is his nature. Mm-hmm. But. Let's take a little bit of a different approach. Mm-hmm. Let's think about it, how we're going to access these miracles in our lives. Right. And, you know, we've talked before about being a miracle, right? Like being that friend mm-hmm. can give a miracle to someone else. Right, right. But that essential nature of forgiveness, we haven't seen this in the miracles we've covered yet. Like there's a component that unburdens you, that unparalyzes you, that remove, moves you from stuck to heal, healed from stuck to freed, right? Mm. Like all these things, these, we were prisoners of our sin before Jesus came. Correct. And he freed us of them. And, and that in itself is, is, is a release, you know, that you can't really describe, you know? So I really, really, really love this, um, this discussion. Um, I think that this was a great example of, of faith healing and and sanctification i guess if that's what i want to <laughs> call it but um we hope that you enjoyed this discussion or this miracle on healing a paralyzed man that was lowered from a roof stay tuned for announcements and a closing prayer thank you for tuning into our podcast today We hope you enjoyed our discussion on healing a paralyzed man lowered from a hot tin roof. Before we end, we have a few announcements and then we would like to close with a prayer. First, we would like to announce that we'll be back next Wednesday to discuss season two, episode nine, the miracle of healing a disabled man at the pool of Bethesda. We are super delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesday's YouTube live discussion where we will be discussing your season pass to miracles and how we can access our very own miracles through our personal walk with Christ. This will take place tonight at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Lastly, our weekly podcast, Treading Faith, is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, spread the news and follow us. Click that like button and then comment and share with family, friends, and neighbors alike. Now let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, friendship is one of the best things in life. And the friendship prayer that we are asking, Father God, is to help keep our friendship stronger. Heavenly Father, sometimes friendships can be a test in our lives and it can be a test during tough times. But with your help and grace, Father God, we ask that our friends lead a happy and fulfilling life. We know that friends are our gift from you, O Lord, and should be treasured on daily basis. Heavenly Father, like the paralyzed man lowered by his friends from a rooftop to be healed by Jesus, please bless our friendships. 
Our friendships are like a long, steady, soft rain. It's not so harsh that it will be destroyed, yet it is not so soft that it can go unnoticed. Our friendships are strong in your grace, Father God. So please bless our friendships and keep it holy at all times. Our friendships are a gift from you, O Lord, and we thank you. So may our friendships always produce the fruits of the Spirit, and may the soft rain of our friendships nourish the heart forever. Lord, look upon us with eyes of mercy. May your healing hand rest upon us. May your life-giving powers flow into every cell of our bodies and into the depths of our souls, cleansing, purifying, restoring us to wholeness and strength for service in your kingdom. Lord of all nations, you display your power in all the world. You are the miracle worker. You turned water into wine. You restored sight to the blind and you made the deaf hear. You made the lame walk. You healed the sick. You raised the dead. You conquered death in your resurrection. Everything you touch is powerfully transformed. Heavenly Father, give us the strength to follow you. Bless us and keep us and keep your face shining on us at all times. Turn your face towards us, God, and give us peace through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. May the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, may we all come into agreement and say amen, amen, and amen. We appreciate your love and avid support and wish you all a blessed morning. We can't wait to see you tonight on Treading Faith Live at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. Have a safe and productive week. We love you. Until then, bye.